Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, After Buzzers? We are back with another episode of the Magicians After Show. Season 4 is almost in the books. Josh is a fish. The Elliot Monster sister is back, and she's pissed, so don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz that's right y'all it's that time again it's wednesday you know what it is it's this, another episode of the magicians after show right here on after buzz tv guys season four is almost done i know it has just flown by it has it feels like a long ride for me that's right? <laughs> true that's true there's a lot has happened between mm-hmm. episode one and episode 12 which we will get into my name is ty matthews joining me as always the crew to my left she's been here since day one i've yep. been telling y'all week after week ladies and gentlemen it's adrian snow and for like nearly every episode like, Al- almost every single often. one i'm gonna start taking breaks <laughs> hi guys of course <laughs> two adrian's left uh been talking about it this whole season you've also seen him talking about westworld ladies and gentlemen mr nate miller what's going on guys excited to be here absolutely Absolutely. So we we got a lot to get into in this episode. We're going to be talking about uh, Darth Elliot, as we've been calling him, and his sister, who is now inhabiting Julia's body. Darth Julia. Darth Julia. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be talking about Josh's new new form, uh, or yeah. at least for at least for this episode. The um, ugh, where is it? The the, the Florian dying, dying fish. Dying fish. <laughs> I was yeah. like. Scanning, not, scanning, Not scanning. to be confused oh, okay. with the Florian fucking fish, of course. Very yes. different breed. Very um, different. We got the return of Christopher Plover. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, it's... I knew he was coming. I just, you know, I sure. just kind of, I wrote, he's a dumbass and I'm just over it. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm always interested when the show brings him back because yeah. they, they traverse some pretty interesting ground morally with that character, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I love... I love Charles Shaughnessy, who plays uh, Christopher Plover, a.k.a. Mr. Sheffield. But mm-hmm. I just, ugh, ugh, like, him not realizing that his his spell would still work. I was like, clearly that's the thing. Like, Oh, yeah, the alive. age suspension it- spell. Definitely, yeah. We will get to that. Uh, Zelda and Katie's adventure in the poison room. All that good stuff. Uh, and, of course, Adrian will have another God of the Week later on in the episode. Those have been fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, be sure you uh, tune in. If you're on YouTube, leave us a thumbs up, leave us a comment. iTunes, download, comment, review, subscribe, rate, five stars if you're nasty. Keep talking to us about the magicians because we've only got, like, one episode left after this yeah. one, y'all. So let's get into the conversation. Uh, so where to start? Where to start? Let's start with Margot and the Josh Fish. Okay. What do we, what do we, I, a lot, we, we got into a lot, I mean, really with all the characters, but we got into a lot with Margot and her kind of feelings for Josh. Yeah. While, while he wasn't able to articulate them. Um, I, you know, I, I'm still, I'm okay. I'm, I'm still not quite on the boat. Of okay. the Margot and Josh. Okay. Doesn't mean I don't think they're cute. I just no, don't sure. think it's well developed. So it was kind of like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it, it's cute. 
It's cute. It's cute that she realized it while he was a fish. It's cute that Finn took off to Benihana. So why do you, yes, exactly, exactly. Her being the, the knife lover that she is. <laughs> so why do you think that is? I Forgive me if we've gotten into this before, but why are you not completely sold on Josh and Margot? I just think it was kind of, for as like long as this overall episode felt, where I was just like, too much is happening. Sure. I felt like they kind of rushed the Margot-Josh storyline. Mm-hmm. And they could have had more time to develop that because Josh for so long was like kind of a one-off character that would pop in and pop out, and now he's a series regular. And if they wanted to initiate that, they could have laid the foundation a little bit sooner, like they did with with Penny and Julia, you know, or like they even did with with Elliot and and Q. Like there's a foundation of of that being a possibility, whereas Josh and Margot was more of a convenience type of thing that it was born out of. Right. And then now out of the the werewolf kind of mini episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nate, what'd you think? Um, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. It, it, it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. And of a different mind. Like, mm. I, I kind of like the Josh Margot, actually. Sure. I think if you go back and rewatch the show, like, Josh has always been, it's always been kind of, because we've seen him as a joke, his attraction towards Margot has always kind of been taken as a joke. Oh, it's I see. It's just like she's like a strong, powerful, attractive woman. Of course, he's going to, you know, be attracted to her. And I think that fact, because it was a joke and, like, never could have happened, I can kind of get with the it happened and then it you actually have these feelings that are way stronger. There were kind of more seeds planted. Right, exactly. And I, I think we that. just didn't see them. But I, I do agree with you in that I it feels rushed. It does feel like yeah. I don't feel like we've seen enough of it for it to really like mean anything. Sure. I'm like, cool. I, I to yeah. me it's me make means more like the the decision for her to stay with him. And not go to save Elliot is completely undermined by the fact that if she leaves, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. So, regardless of whether or not she's like in love romantically with him, if she cares about him as a person, she's not going to leave him to die. She's basically forced so, to but stick she around. She wouldn't have. But that's the thing. Like they set it up, and this is why I felt it was kind of rushed. They mm-hmm. set it up so that she could leave. Because her eye would still be on him, you know. Right. So yeah. she could. But and maybe she would have been distracted. I think. Well, but, but I, I think. The, the I think also. I mean, they didn't really define it, but in my head canon, like, yeah, she can pull the eye out, but, like, she can't, like, go to another dimension to Fillory and right. still see. Like, Maybe. I feel like there's got to be some, some, some yeah. range, some Wi-Fi range Maybe. on That's the true, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it felt a little too much like, okay, like, you can you can easily have both. You yeah. know, like, you can just pop your eye out. And, like, yeah. ov- obviously that's been well established, but... Um, yeah, I totally get what you're saying for sure. Do we think that there there's anything in the fact that maybe just the relationship in general has sort of been played for laughs a little bit more than say like Penny and and, and Julia's has? I could see that. Mm. I could see it. I think that on top of the fact that they got together, then they had a fight, then they broke up, then they got back together, and that kind of being there is this kind of weird uh, stereotype of like if you're a strong woman, then you're going to be a difficult woman to be in a relationship with. Sure. And and part of that may be true, mainly because if you're a strong woman, at least on television and film, then you you are more than off, 
more often than not alone for a long period of time. So you have to readjust to have having someone in your space and in your life. Mm. But if that's the main problem is that Margot is too strong or Margot is, is too assertive or Margot like, uh, has no problem cursing Josh out. If that's the main point of the problem in the relationship, I think it's just kind of judging by the everyone else's magician standards, really weak. Right. You know what I mean? Like Alice and Quentin, she became a niffin and killed a bunch of things and then came back and didn't fucking like him. Right. <laughs> like right. Penny does, is not in a relationship with his Julia. You know, Katie's Penny is dead. Mm. Like their stakes are so much higher. It would be more refreshing to have this kind of normality of a relationship if it was better developed from the get-go. I'm not saying it shouldn't have happened. I'm not saying it's not cute. Mm -hmm. It's just not developed. Right. I think I feel like the intention is to play off the trope of the the not necessarily like traditionally good-looking guy pulling the you know super attractive, confident woman. Right. Because he's the funny guy and he's the sensitive guy. He's the guy who actually cares about her, which is Mm. something you see in like TV and movies and stuff. Sure. But I just don't feel like it. It was maybe shown enough for us to be like, oh, cool, this is, this is good. This is what we want. Like, especially with what Margot's already gone through this whole season of like, you can be strong and sad at the same time and you Mm. can be an independent, like being your own person. And Mm -hmm. oh, by the way, this guy that you, you know, kind of, it was just like the thing, the one thing that is interesting for me that I wish they spent more time on and which I think would have made it more of like a real situation that actually has drama is what, how Josh feels like in that he obviously has more feelings for her than she had for him or mm. at least that she was willing to express and then dealing with that. Okay. This is just like a casual thing. That's not like a real thing. What is that like now that we're friends and like him dealing with that. And I think that would have made the whole thing much more interesting to then have her have this realization of like, okay, maybe I do like him more than just hooking up every now and then. I, I It's okay for me to be sensitive, let my guard down. I think right. that would have been more warning. But also yeah. I think we spent more time talking about the relationship than a lot of the writers did this season. Right. Yeah, and I also just, it's just kind of like a, I don't know, I it I think Margo has shown that she can be sensitive so many other times throughout the history of, of magicians that... To make it a whole po- uh, like a whole point of this man creating the sensitivity in a woman, it's just like sexist bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, slightly offended that magicians even did that because mm. they've been so good about not falling into those kinds of traps. Sure. And then let's not forget that Josh did abandon them in the beginning of season one to die at the hands of the beast. That's I'll also, never forgive you. That's also true. Yeah, that's also. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're that's, fine. That's a good. That's a good point. But no, that is that's a that's a fascinating point, and and not to belabor the point too much, but yeah, I, I the fact that I hadn't even thought about the fact that it's. You know, he he's he's sort of the reason that her sensitivity is kind of manifesting itself. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's always been there. We've right. seen so many sensitive moments with Margot. Right. That for it to be like, a, it, like it doesn't have to be a, a, a plot point. Mm. You know, that this far into the game, we know that that about Margot sure. already that she's self sacrificing Yeah, because I think a lot of what we're being asked to consider isn't necessarily does she love Josh. It's does she love. You know, I feel like that's kind of what we're being asked to sort of consider. And yeah, to your point, I, I feel like we we learned a long time ago that she could. Yeah. You know, um, uh, but uh, yeah, so it's so it's interesting. I am I'm concerned that yeah, with with only one episode left, there's only so much ground that they're going to be able to cover. 
with those two, you know, because there's so much else happening yeah. elsewhere in the in the magician's she's universe. She's making croissants. Like, she's all domesticated. Right. Crap. I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> right. Like, you show me the ice axes. And, and this, she's the bitch with the ice axes, and now she doesn't even get to use them. Right. I'm very upset. That's, a, that's also true. That's also true. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. We'll see where that goes. You know, she's just baking pastries for a she's gonna fish. use the axes. They got the cure for Josh. Ah, uh, he's, he's he went back to bring it back to her. Josh will be fine. She'll go. But so what, the the, the last we saw of the axes, Penny was the one that had the axes, the, right? The and very the, last thing we saw was Alice and Quentin. With well, the right, axes, right, right, right. Okay, that's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Got like powered. Got like like. Right. With the eye. Well, super magic stuff, yeah. Well, yeah, but they did the same eye glow that uh, Julia did when she um, had the sperm. And then also when um, when Alice drank uh, Umber's sperm, uh-huh. they had, like, the, the glow. Interesting. And, and it like was a, that same glow? Like a lighter. Was it I thought it, it was, like, It a was a blue, gold. but they still did, like, a flash. Like, it was... Mm. Uh, it's got like I see. It's okay, very strong magic is what I mean. Sure, sure, sure. So speaking of gods, let's talk about Darth Elliot and his his sister, who is now is now in the the body yeah. of Julia. That opening scene, mm. I was like, did you really just bring back? Uh, oh, Our Lady Gar- Underground, uh, Gar- Garcia, Garcia, Bouye. I think you're right. Um, I think it's Garcia. Uh-huh. Uh, just to kill her? Just to just snap With her a neck. snap? I was like, very Hey, upset. we forgot. By the way, we forgot one god. We got to gotta get her in here to get out of there. That's what? Like, this is the writers going. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We forgot. Oh, we got to kill one more. Right, right, right. I'm exactly. Like, you really didn't have. There's so many other gods. Right. <laughs> and, and to have her. And I was like, why is she still standing there after she sees homegirl's spirit fly into Julia's mouth, you are a god. Right. You were supposed... If, you it, can if just, it's not on. working, What's... then you just be like, oh, bad girl. Right. <laughs> I'll see you when you're dead. Right. Did I, did I miss the memo of, first of all, how the spirit is in this girl, even though the god was dead and split into so parts, but then... He got all the parts. Uh. And so that made the sick girl manifest, which had the god inside of it? And that's, no, no. He got... He had all the parts. He went to that bar. He's talking to that girl. Right. Uh-huh. He took her. But then, but in between that and here. Yeah. That's what, and we don't see any that's, of that. Okay, yeah, so we so totally, he, yeah. he remembers mm. that that's a sister, remembers how to get her out of the stones. And this is also just something then, where it's like, while he's shown us that. While she's stopped them, she just decides to come out and into Julia. So she's trying to hold, like, freeze the scene, mm. but I guess the the twin sister's stronger than um, Our Persephone. Lady. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Our, yeah. Our Lady of so was yeah. she already and brought back at that point? Yeah, she was already in the girl. Screen? Yeah, exactly. That's okay. what I was saying. Like they didn't. It would have been nice for them to show us that because right. that's what we've been leading up to the whole season. But they did it off screen, and he got the her spirit into the girl's body, but the girl wasn't strong enough, and that's mm. why he took Julia. Okay, that's what I missed. Yeah, yeah. because that I. I was like, what just happened? Right, yeah. right, right, right. Well, and especially the fact that that yeah, Persephone, she's she's stopping Darth Elliot yeah. from from stabbing the 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 body, the yeah. the sick girl, so to kind of stop this from happening, and then it just happens anyway. Well, basically, what happens, I think, is is the girl just dies. I and see. So when the girl, when just like when 
they were in Black Spire last season. Whenever one of them would die, his little spirit oh, would see. float into someone else. Sure. And so when she died, she released the god. Um, but Persephone had been doing her job. Right. Which I, I, I don't know. She was supposed to keep her up. Anyways. Uh, just leave. Like, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Just All leave. of that subtext. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched it twice and I was like. Don't, well, because it's, it's explained at the tail end of the, of the episode before. When he he's like, my sister's body is dying and I need a new. So yes, but, yeah. and but I remember him saying explained. that. But right. even then, I was like, well, and I feel like I, I and maybe I'm just imagining this, but I feel like it's been so long since that scene where he took that girl from the bar that like it's only been three episodes. That feels like a lot, though. Yeah, right? I mean they've only been yeah. touching on it a little bit. Mm. I just I think the one thing that we just needed to see was him putting the stones together yeah. and her being like, "Hey, I'm back. Sure. But I need another body. Sure. And then yeah. you go get Julia, and then it's a lot I'm, of I'm there. The the viewer putting the pieces together, which sometimes I'm like, eh. sometimes if I'm a little slow. Well, if you if it's also you've been leading up to this big thing that I expect to see, and then you don't show it to me, then I'm then that can kind of throw people off too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you also would have to remember that when Darth Elliot wasn't Darth Elliot, and he was just that monster in Black Spire, that that's how he looked when he came out of bodies. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, I it's knew confusing. what was happening. Right, yeah. I just couldn't figure out. Why? Like I, I, I didn't put together that he assembled her off screen. And stuff. Sure, I was like, "There's something missing here," and that's mm-hmm. not. And clearly, there was. We right, just, we're just supposed to assume that. Yeah, because I, yeah, I feel like that's fair because we've spent so much of the season watching him collect those that you would think the moment, the moment that it's all been building to. Yeah, I right. think for a penultimate episode, um, it, it, it wasn't very strong. Mm. There, you know, there was. There are things that I wanted to see pay off that didn't pay off. Sure. I mean, it, can you imagine if it was Game of Thrones, for all you <laughs> Game of Thrones friends out there, and we got to the second to last episode and they were like, you know what? Let's just talk too much and shove a bunch of crap in at the very tail end. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God. We sure. would tear the show apart. So right. it, 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 it was not strong in that instance that it p- have the payoffs that mm. you want. Like... Couldn't and Alice. We'll get to that. But, mm-hmm. like, come on. Come sure. on. Right, 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 right. That's not the payoff I was looking for this season. Right, right. We'll, you know? yeah, we'll, we'll get to more of that. What do we think about, about, I'm, I'm fascinated with the dynamic between the twins at this point. The fact that Darth Elliot is, he's kind of done with killing, it seems like, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he's like, he did it to bring her back, and now that she's back, he's like, all right, now we're cool. Like, I, like it seems like he was satiated, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's really just at her sort of beckoning mm-hmm. that he's continuing to do so I now mean, Now that she's got this grudge against their parents. Mm-hmm. We, we got that context mm. that she was the worst one. Right. I mean, like, obviously, without anything to compare it to, it's like, yeah, that's silly. But mm. clearly already from the bat, like... We've seen that his motivation has really been to get. I mean, his motivation has been to for himself, really, of like, yeah, wh- who am I? I don't know what's going on, right? And Just to have out, have someone that's right. yeah. And then he finds out that he has a sister, and he's like, okay, well, I must, you know, maybe I got to get revenge or whatever. And he's now he's kind of like, cool, we're good. Mm. So I, I don't know. I it's don't... kind of scary in that. What what is she really right right do? right? I think he's always kind of been down for for torture. Because before he decided that he felt like a part of him was missing, uh-huh. that's all he wanted to do was just go around and killing people and sure. you know 
have people play with him, and his version of playing is you know, like just genocide, right? Not right, genocide, right, right. And that's and um, yeah, he he definitely enjoyed it while he did do it, but it got to a point where I it was. I don't think he's tired of it. I, don't, I just you think don't he, think so? I think he wants to explore his relationship with his sister. I see. I don't think that means that he, that still doesn't you know. I so he got it as off. like a. I don't think he. That's huh. that's interesting. I mean, I I don't know. I'm not mm. trying. I'm trying to empathize the monster, but I, no, I don't. Well, I didn't feel like he was like, oh, I want to go out and kill people. Like I want to cause destruction. Like I I that's think what it was he did, though, right. But I don't think two episodes. But I don't think it was from a from a moral standpoint. I think he's in that sociopathic, unempathetic way of it's he he he's not doing it knowing that he's hurting people and that's what he wants to do. He's just doing it because it's fun and he can and he has power. I think, and I, I think the time that he spent with Quentin uh, and the group and stuff like that, which is why she makes that comment about him and the humans. Right. He's kind of started to maybe gain a conscious and kind of understand what he's been doing to people, mm. whether that's good or bad. I, I think that's and that's what I'm trying to say is I don't think that he was inherently evil from a place of where I want to hurt people I'm mm. going to go hurt people as much as mm. I'm this you know weird kid thing that can cut people in half and people are going to try to stop me and right he, he, it's fun because I have no I'm completely oblivious to <laughs> morality and things I, of that I, I feel like that character sort of lived in a space in between those things where I think he did know that he was hurting people but it it was more of a game to him mm-hmm. and it wasn't like he. I I feel like there there was evil there, but it was more just like a, a fun game to him, you know? Because well, yeah. it was like, you know, he was like, he, he, I think he was like a, a kid pulling the legs off of a spider just for fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's I wouldn't, but that's also a perfect example because it, it's also about perspective, right? Like, we obviously we perceive him in a human body and, you know, we know that he's got like powers and whatever, mm. but in, in actuality, if this were a real thing, he is larger than this essence of... That's why he talks about humanity and Quentin, like, crying over his dad dying. Like, you're all going to die. You're all just little humans. It's like, we're literally like ants to them. So, so that's okay? I'm not saying it's okay, but I <laughs> but I step on ants all the time. Right. And it doesn't bother me. I don't step on ants uh-huh. when I'm outside. Uh-huh. Well, you'd make a but good if God, but if they're But if they're inside... <laughs> if they're inside, it's going down. Sure, yeah. sure. No, I feel it's like... my I'm... space. The, well, I have cats now, so my cat's just handled That's it, true, but, that's true. You know, I have um, minions. But I think, I think to that point, it's it's interesting the way that the magicians kind of humanizes and and makes us empathize with these monsters, both of the literal and figurative sense, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, I'm just having the sound in my head on the way over, but it's kind of dark, and I don't feel like people coming after me, so never mind. We'll talk about it when the show's over. <laughs> you can't tease like that and then yeah, I can do thing. whatever I want. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We'll put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that. But but yeah, between between the way that they've kind of humanized, you know, Darth Elliot, and also the way that they've humanized Christopher Plummer as mm-hmm. well. <laughs> like I I can't remember the last show or movie that has. That has asked us to at least empathize or at least understand where someone like him is coming from. Nymphomaniac. Mm. Oh, it. interesting. But you don't need but to that's, see that. <laughs> if we're talking Von Trier, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All bets are off. Uh, we will get to all of that. We've got a lot more to talk about in terms of Christopher Plover and the library, the poison room, God of the Week, all that stuff. But before we move on, got a little message for you. Uh, hey, guys. We just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And for us to continue to grow, we could really use your guys' help. 
Uh, if you're on YouTube right now, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button and, and hit subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. Uh, and no matter where you are, please leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us here, uh, and we really truly appreciate you guys for supporting us and doing what we love. Don't forget to tell all your friends and keep enjoying the shows. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. Our, our producer Josh in, on the ones and twos in, in the booth, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but uh, yeah, there's we we love talking about the show and the gaps in between this show or in between the seasons mm-hmm. feel so long. Like it's only a yeah. year, but it feels so long. Uh, so yeah, get involved in the conversation. Uh, there's only one episode left, so got a whole lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about... Zelda and Katie in in the poison room mm-hmm. and kind of them, you know, uh, meeting Christopher Plover for the first time. Yeah. What did you guys think of all this? I thought that... I, yeah. I, I, um, I, I, I thought that they were... It was silly of them to, to believe the moss thing. I was like... Mm-hmm. And right. also, even dumber, because Zelda knows what's up. She's a librarian. Sure. Like, and, and that reveal that, that they could have... Oh, we will get to that. We will get to that. I want to save that. But uh, it, yeah, not not a ton happened before we we were able to get them out of the room, which is nice. uh, I mean, I really want to talk about Dean and his awesome James Bond moment. Yes, um, we'll get there. But I mean, overall, you know, it it was nice to to see that that moment. There's no redeeming. Here's the thing about Christopher Pober. There's Mm. no redeeming Christopher Pober. Because he pities himself too much. I see. Like, and, and, it's and he's not, a pedophile. And he's a pedophile. I mean, yes. Yes, yes. But at the same time, it's one of those things of like, there's nothing redeemable about you because you can't even acknowledge that what you did was at the heart of like the most evil of the evilest of evilest of evilest of evilest of evilest things. Right. No matter no matter how <laughs> many no, no matter redeeming. how many no matter how many sort of moral epiphanies he's had, he's still the victim in he his basically story. Always wants people also, to just get over it. Right. And it's like no. Right. Even if you just take all of that away and say that he never did any of those things mm. and just look at how he acts, he's just kind of an ass. Like yes. he's super yes. full of himself and like is is always snide comments and very like, condescending. Yeah, like so he's already not likable, let alone doing <laughs> incredibly despicable, horrible things. Yeah. Sure, like, no. and and this is and this is my all I really want to say about this scene that involves him is like I just don't want ever to have this character express some type of moral high ground and like as, as even though there is truth to the words that like people will judge you based on what you've done and True. not who you are and that's not something that we should do because you know people do change and people make mistakes when they're younger mm-hmm. life is a constant growing process but there are some things that you cannot come back from there are some things that cannot be forgotten right yeah. and he is not the person that I want to hear that from I see that I don't I just don't want to hear that from a pedophile not and especially not on TV, like mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't understand what they were thinking with that. Mm-hmm. There's a oh. bunch of broken mm-hmm. characters in this show that they could use to say that, and they've even this is a, a constant theme for this season is talking about change, especially with Alice. Like the right. things you've done do not make who, you who you are today. You yeah. make who you are today. You can change that. He is not the one. I'm sorry. I, he's but not yeah, the and one. I don't think that they're, they're necessarily saying that. They're having it always constantly come out through him and. Uh, but he's also constantly reinforcing that he has not changed, you know, and that it's not it's not something that we need to see a big change in, in this pedophile character. 
We don't need to see that. It, it would be nice to see that he is constantly self-punishing because he should be. Right. And we're not getting that either. And he'll be like, well, I, you know, that was something I did in my past and I'm not that, that way anymore. And then he comes back and he says, I know all of his secrets. Like a fucking purr. That was a, that was, like, that was a dark <laughs> read. Yeah, exactly. You haven't changed, motherfucker. Sorry, I'm cursing a lot tonight, you guys. Uh, this is why it's an explicit <laughs> podcast. Right, exactly. Um, that explicit tag. <laughs> but he hasn't changed. And now, so, do you think, like, now, why should we... No, well, now let's go to that line. Let's go to that line. I I feel like I interpreted that line as, as more of a pragmatic, just like, look, I know his secrets. I I can... I can lead, you know, lead us to the next step. And basically. if you just said but it like that, I, that's but do, what do, I thought too. But I do, you, do, do you think? Did he, you interpret it more as like he was like almost gloating about it? Yes. Interesting. Because it was like it was the way that he said it. Sure. And the smirk that he said it with, when he's like. I know all the secrets. And I was like, you nasty maybe that's, motherfucker. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe, <laughs> I, think, maybe I wasn't I, looking at the smirk. I read that he said it that way. Mm. I mean, he is a nasty motherfucker. Just but, in, but, in, in, in more of a way of like self-preservation. Well, like, oh, you also, need me. Like, I know secrets. Did have a lot of secrets. Sure, he was a bad guy as well too. He, like, yes, terrible things happened to him, but he became the he villain. Became, and yeah. He did, especially even talking about the reservoir. Like, he sealed that whole thing off because he didn't want anybody else. To well, have no, no. But to here's that. the funny, crazy thing about when he sealed it off is that he Martin sealed it off, not the Beast. So when Martin sealed it off, he he did it to prevent the the thirteenth from from anyone ever being able to do that again. To basically hoard um, magic as a way of. of, of Becoming like a, a godlike sure. character. That's why he he caused the drought when he was a kid, and then when he got older and he became the beast, he wanted to mm-hmm. to hoard magic again, but he no longer loved Fillory in the same way. Right. So that's why, I mean. like, it's not he didn't do that to um, to be evil. He actually did that to to show like a sign of of, of goodness that people should not have a, an all power like uh, all this power over magic. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. But you know the. But he did a lot of. But that's what I was going to say. Is yeah. that the morality of 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 the show has always been intriguing. We've talked about this with other characters, and and you know I think like everyone has their like lines of forgiveness. Like when we get into God of the Week, I'm going to bring up a movie and I'm going to talk about a quote, and everyone has their line of is is this person in the right? Is this person in the wrong? And so. That's kind of where we're like. I don't know anyone who thinks pedophilia is okay, mm. except for pedophiles, um, and and that's a, like a universal line for people. But the whole point of the show, which I always appreciate, it is that they do talk about people's lines and and how far everyone's kind of in the gray. So how far into the black do you go? How far into the white do you go? And when do you come back? But at the same time, Christopher Plover is kind of exhausting because. He's just there being creepy and gross and self-pitying, and he's part of a storyline that's really just no longer relevant. And mm. he, he, you know, somebody scratch that, that scar off him and kill him. That right. must be done. Right, right, right. I love you, Charles Shaughnessy. <laughs> now, we've, we've, we've got a whole lot more to unpack uh, and not a ton of time left, but I definitely want to get into the question while we're talking about this subplot with Katie and Zelda. The fact that when when Katie thinks that there might not be a cure for this, you know, that that super cancer that the poison room mm-hmm. um, kind of brings on. Let's talk about the conversation that she has with Penny 23 and the fact that maybe she wants to die so that she can be with 
her penny with penny 40 or p, p 40 as hymen P-body. would say as, see hymen I love totally that. problematic was, um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, what did you guys think about about that and and kind of her her sort of dilemma? Um, they were doing such a good job of, of like having me care about Katie because sometimes mm. I don't care about Katie. Sure, but um, and I, I, at this point I was kind of like, Ugh, you're just pouting again, and mm. it was cooler when you were like ruler of the hedge witches, and now you're just interesting thinking about dying for. Her. A guy that you haven't seen in like a year and a half, and uh, I wasn't hmm. here for it. Interesting. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know. No, I, sure. Not to say that you shouldn't mourn people and want to be with them and that kind of thing. And it's just uh, sometimes the love stories just kind of uh, frustrate me because I just don't believe in in rehashing the same bullshit over and over and over again. Mm. I realize it's a TV show, but, like, give us a break. Sure. I mean, like I said, like, last week, Friends gave us a break. <laughs> Ross and Rachel, a nice five-year break. Thank you so much. We were on a break. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nate, what do you think? I didn't really care. I, no? I, one, I was not surprised that the library had a cure. Mm. Of course. Like, yeah. how else do they put the books in the room? Uh-huh. Like, if something goes wrong. Yeah, like, come on. Sure. It's a library. Uh, two, yeah, I I feel for Katie, but, I, I, yeah, it's hard to, they built her up. She's had a really strong season up to this point, and mm. it's just, like, super, like, come on. Are you going to kill yourself so that and you the can? Fact, yeah, the, the fact that I think that the Penny Forty wouldn't. Wouldn't want her to do yeah. that. Well, it's also you know? like they're not gonna just hang out. He's still he still has working. work to do. He's yeah. got yeah. shit to do. <laughs> what are you gonna? Is she do? gonna become a librarian? She hates the librarian. Right. It's like if Penny can get over it and move on, Penny Forty is the most emotionally developed character this season. And we, and we don't even get. And to we see barely him. seen him this season. <laughs> At least we got that one episode. All right. Speaking of uh, relationships mm-hmm. that are. Boring. Mm. Oh, Quentin and Alice. <laughs> right. Right. Let's get to that. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. We're about to. Yeah. Uh, pivot there. Do whatever. Uh. I mean, it's not like uh, like last week we talked about like the whole kiss thing and when did he realize that you know when was he back in his body and was it was it appropriate and all that kind of stuff and da 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 da. And I was like, they're probably going to make it appropriate because they want, like, they want them to be in game. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not. I just don't want that. Like, you can Ross and Rachel them. You can break them up forever and have them get back later. But like, just give me some time for for Quentin to explore this thing with Elliot, which seems so much more genuine and healthy and relatable than him and Alice at sure. this point. Interesting. So, do you think there there's still there's still um, ground to be mined once once real Elliot is back between Elliot and Quentin. I don't know anymore now that he's like I want to be with you. Right. So, right. 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 Interesting. I I think I had I had sort of relegated that to just that 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 kind of one alternate timeline. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I, it would be. I would love to see more of that, but I wasn't well, sure. If... Only because when Elliot was able to come back, the first thing he said to. Uh, Quentin was peaches and plums, and it, that's th- true. That, that was the entrance to his doors. This right. moment to to try this thing with with Quentin. Right. Um, real quick, this this, this episode is flying Wait, Nick, by. Do you want to say something real quick before we? Uh, no, I just I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just this it just felt a little too fairy tale. Yeah. And I 
I don't know. Right. I, I also just wasn't here for that love of fillery type of monologue thing. Yeah, it no, was, I also was, like we I don't care about that. Like, anymore. yeah, and we're back to Grow this up. thing of like all all these episodes about how side characters are important and Quentin's not the main character. But and, oh, and guess who has to Quentin. say fillery? <laughs> right. Like some Shocker. Peter Pan type of Shocker. shit. Shocker. It only works in Hook. Okay. Think happy thoughts only works in Hook. Like, if you would have told me that this season would be ending with, like, Quentin and Alice, like, holding hands, drinking from a lake, getting all super-powered, I would have been like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you mean Margo and Penny at the lake getting super-powered and Hell, handling shit? I would have taken Josh yes. and Fenn. Like, Josh and Fenn. Anybody. Yes. Anyone but the two main white leads, okay? Oh, well. I called it like it is. I'm okay with them being white. I don't care. <laughs> it's totally fine that they're white, but, like, if you're going to make all these storylines about female empowerment, if you're going to have a whole story where you dedicate it to the side characters, and not every story having to be about a cis-het white man. Right, right, right. Then, then don't make your final story about a cis-het white man. Well, sure. It's not over yet, so we'll see. We'll maybe see. maybe yeah. it's all a big misdirect and we're... They did maybe. do that to us season one. This is true. White people, I love you. Hey, I love you. Yeah. Like, don't freak out on me on no. YouTube because I said something mean about white people. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so, yeah, obviously a whole lot to unpack in this episode. Uh, tweet us. Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, let us know what you think about it. But, uh, Adrian, yeah. hit us hit us with another <laughs> God of the Week. It's so long. We have a little time. Okay, so this week. Oh, do we have? Wait a minute. Yes. Oh, the whole thing. <laughs> This isn't my world. Disappointed! Yes! We don't usually get the, uh, the, the, the extended full, cut. Yeah. You guys gotta look at the origin of that line. It's, it's so, so delightful. So this week is the, the Titans. Oh, man. There's 12 of them, you guys. 14 total, 18 maybe max. I'm having um, deja vu about this because I did almost this exact segment on the Titan games. Yeah? About the Titans. I won't go. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm not. We don't have as much time, but that's them. That's the Titans looking all glorious. There we go. And they're whatever itness. They're actually not really human entities. I like that Elliot kind of brought the point. It's like they're just like this. Like, because they're the creation of everything. Did he say thought creatures? Like, yeah, basically, like, thought creatures. That's That's so fascinating to me. Because Oceanus is a sea god. Uranus and Gaia are heaven and earth. Um, (sighs) Caius is inquisitive minds and intellect. (laughs) Creus is pillar that holds heaven and earth apart. Hyperion is god of light and watchfulness. I... I had to write down. Iapetus is God of craftsmanship. Cronus is known as Father Time, but he's actually not Father Time, but he did help create the universe. Theus, goddess of light. Rhea is the way things flow. That's what I found for her. It doesn't make sense. Themis <laughs> is goddess of uh, natural and moral order. N- I wrote it down and I forgot. N- Nemesine is goddess of memory. Mm. Phoebe is the moon goddess and goddess of prophecy. And Thethys is the goddess of the. Oh no. Uh, fresh water. Let's go with that. Uh, and then I wrote, there were other ones that I was like, oh yeah, like Atlas, but they didn't have that on the list. So these are known as the prime 12 I see. Okay. Uh, children of Uranus and Gaia who were also taken. Oh, interesting. Atlas was and then crazy. Zeus took over with the help of Cro- Cronus. He wasn't, oh, Atlas is actually just Atlas, the Roman name yeah. for Prometheus. Yeah. My bad. Oh. Um, so Zeus helped with the help of Cronus, helped basically overthrow the Titans and Zeus turned on Cronus and threw their ass into Tartarus, which is where they've been living, which I think has been referenced on the show, but I could be wrong. Anyways, when they talk about their parents were the old gods, this is who I think they're talking about, which makes them the Olympians. Okay. Now, a few quick uh, 
pop culture references. Yeah. Hercules, 1997. Hey, <laughs> for my 90s kids. Uh, Clash of the Titans, 1981. Ray Harryhausen. Uh, yeah, very weird uh, movie with Henry Ham- Hamill? Yes. Uh, uh, Henry Har- Hamlin. Ha- Harry Hamlin. Harry Hamlin. As a lead. Uh, remake of it, it, Clash of the Titans with, what's his face? Sam Worthington? Sam, yes, Worthington. I feel like if you're in Clash of the Titans, that means that you may not have a successful film career. I'm just letting you know, that's my theory. <laughs> this is also the movie where uh, Liam Neeson had my favorite line release the Kraken and that's why I said Liam Neeson now a problematic fave very problematic but we can go into that about do you think it was as problematic as you think it is mm. anyways and then lastly God of War 2005 2018 PS4 exclusive video game also has oh, very good very good that's it you guys I, I love it, it. Uh, let's get into some real quick predictions yes. TV predictions. Right. The, the quick style. Okay, right. so we were, Nate and I were talking a little bit before we went live. We have to see who Penny Forty saw on the goddamn elevator in yeah. the next episode. Well, well, there's things I wanted to see that clearly aren't going to happen. Right, anymore. right. Because it's the chronology of all that is is interesting to me because it, it's got to be something where that happened after this, after this whole kind of showdown, this battle mm-hmm. that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Uh, it would be nice to see that. It would. I want Julia just to become god powered so she can push that homegirl out of her body. But I feel like she's going to go in the other direction and become human and weak so that the girl can't sustain in her body, which bores me. But anyways, it's fine. Right. Um, it would be nice if Margot comes to the rescue with Josh when uh, Alice and Quentin clearly fail because that's what I need. Not because I hate them, but come on, give me a different ending from season one. Right. Okay, that's all I got. Nate, what do you think? Uh, super wild prediction. I think Katie's gonna die. I, th- I, think, I think so too. I think she's gonna choose to to not die and to get the cure, and then either she's gonna make a sacrifice or like die in in like accidentally right. in crossfire or something. But I think she. Denzel. Yeah, I think I think, I think we're getting somebody. Somebody's gonna die. I think we're sure. getting Penny twenty three and Julia living you know happily on on the above above world, I guess, and then Penny forty and Katie in the underworld. Mm. So who knows? We'll see. She's already in the outfit, right? And exactly. I mean, maybe she. Maybe that's how she gets the cure from the library. She agrees to do. Oh. Or, I don't know. Yeah, it could oh. be. I'm and then Zell is totally going to betray them, so she can run the library once ever becomes a god because she's already set that up when she told uh, Quentin it has to be him. Interesting, man, coming in with that hot take right at the buzzer. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it, guys. Make sure you tweet us, hit us up on Instagram with your fan theories. No matter how wild they are, the wilder the better. Hit us up with your weird ones because uh, there's only one episode left to talk about them. Uh, but we'll be right back here, same time, same channel, uh, talking the season finale. Uh, but guys, where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. Uh, hey guys, really quick, I just started a brand new podcast doing it with my friends. Uh, if you work in the restaurant industry as a server, uh, manager, host, whatever, uh, go ahead and check it out. It's called 86 The No Filter Podcast. That's 86D. You can find us on Instagram. We're uh, available everywhere you can find podcasts. And you can find me at Dog Like Nate. I like it. Uh, as always, you can find me online at Ty Matthews PMA. Uh, just got back from New York where I was covering WrestleMania on behalf of AfterBuzz. Uh, got some awesome interviews on the red carpet of the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, so go check that out. Bit.ly slash WWE AfterBuzz 2019. Uh, concise, short. Uh, and that's it. That's Once this show wraps up, I'm, I'm uh, taking a little break. Uh, so be sure to check us out next week, same time, Wednesday, 9 p.m. Pacific, talking about the very last episode of season four of the magicians but until then peace
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 